What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode. Today we got a uh, a champion of uh, uh, three time champion, is it? Yes, sir. Three or four time, three time softball champion of the world in That's Northeast right. Ohio, um, Mister Mister Kenny Gorski will join us today as we kind of um, d- dive deeper into a, <laughs> a topic that I know he's passionate about, and um, I kind of have some ties along with um, this topic that. Um, I know I've just been learning about, and yeah. So, Ken, can you care to introduce introduce yourself, tell us a little about yourself, what you got going on? Well, to all the listeners out there, Matt Cooper himself in his own right is one of the best softball players out there. I, would, uh, Thank you. I wouldn't put anyone else in the three-hole as manager <laughs> of the Chester Christian Center dynasty. <laughs> but other than that... Um, just a little background about me as far as like faith is concerned. Um, grew up in the church. My parents kind of, you know, raised me in the church and, um, I'm very fortunate and blessed. I, as I'm 28, 27 years old, going on 28 and, um, haven't necessarily strayed from the Lord at any point. Mm -hmm. Um, haven't had too much like adversity as far as my faith is concerned. Um, always been rock solid and, um, God has blessed me through that and very fortunate to have a loving, uh, wife that has a heart for worship. And, um, I was never very like demonstrative in worship or anything like that, but, um, not only Alessia, my wife, but, uh, someone like you, uh, has kind of helped me become more demonstrative in worship through my walk and, um, I've always had an interest in regards to spiritual warfare because my grandparents, um, my mom and dad's or my mom's dad and mom, they were evangelists and, uh, they traveled the country in their Astro van in the (laughs) nineties and went to different (laughs) revivals and conferences. And some of the stories that they exposed me to at a young age, I mean, like yeah. spiritual warfare was never foreign to me mm-hmm. and it's, it's something not to be afraid of, no, but it's also sure. something not to take lightly. Yeah, um, yeah. especially when it comes to deliverances. So I know when I got into college for whatever reason, I just went through a season in my walk where it was like really, really, um, interesting to me. And probably because, you know, as you know, in college, it's a spiritual battleground for your soul. You know, it's almost like a crossroads. And I remember reading a book by Don Dickerman, Pastor Don Dickerman called, um, when pigs come in. And if you are kind of new to the idea of spiritual warfare, uh, or even someone that, you know, knows a lot about spiritual warfare, that book really addresses a lot of things that, Um, can really be an educational tool for you on how to um, approach spiritual warfare, um, how to be receptive to what the word says Mm -hmm. and how we, you know, use Jesus's name as an authority against the demons and the principalities of Satan. And um, it's just a book that I highly recommend. So, um, you know, along with 
many passages in the Bible that talk about spiritual warfare. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to kind of talk to you about it today. Heck yeah. Um, dude, I appreciate your words, man. You've been so much, I know I've told you before, it has meant so much to me, uh, growing and even like getting started in my faith. So you're the man, dude. No, I love Um, you, brother. (laughs) Um, no, but, uh, I, yeah, totally agree. I mean, spiritual warfare, deliverance, all that kind of stuff, um, is so, I don't know, just a deeper topic or like Mm -hmm. we don't talk about it enough. I feel like, you know, cause I, when I first began to uh, hear about it and that kind of stuff, I just automatically kind of thought that's kind of weird stuff going on. Yep. Um, I didn't try to put my hands in it too much. But then, I mean, I had a situation in college where that was kind of thrown right in front of me and I kind of had to figure it out on the fly. I mean, luckily, like, ironically, well, I mean, Holy Spirit, uh, I think a week before that, all the stuff I did, demonic stuff I was, um, had to figure out. I was taking a prayer class and we talked about like that kind of stuff the week before. So it was super, wow. super funny how the Lord just kind of like gave me a crash course real quick and then threw me into a crazy situation. <laughs> yeah. But, um, even as I was, as I was, as I was thinking about, um, deliverance and that kind of stuff, like we automatically think of, you know, demons and stuff like that. But there, I mean, there's so much more to that. I think even, uh, what we have let ourselves to be um, acceptable to. So like maybe like words we're like declaring over ourselves or vows we're creating over ourselves. Oh yeah. That are creating internal, internal things that are strong, pretty much strongholds. Yep. That are, I don't know, that just aren't good, you know, and we need to deliver those from that. But I know like besides like first thinking demons, like what comes to your mind when, when you think deliverance? Yeah, I mean, when I think deliverance, uh, with the exception of demons, I think of, you know, the, the biggest difference is, at least as far as a Christian is concerned, is that we can only be oppressed by things. We can't be possessed by anything, yeah, yeah. you know, because we are a child of God. Um, but if you if you aren't saved, you can be possessed. Right. Um, So that's kind of like the first differentiation between a child of God and someone that isn't. And even if, let's say, you know, you didn't know Jesus from an early age and you grow up and you go through all these things and then maybe you get saved, you know, in your 40s or 50s, um, there might be things that, you know, were in your life before you gotten saved that you're going to have to deal with. And I'm not saying necessarily demons. Um, but just things that maybe you exposed yourself to that Holy Spirit is going to have to refine you. Um, I also think of generational curses, Mm -hmm. you know, necessarily those aren't necessarily always demons, but there are things that, you know, if I get stuck with sin in, um, and I'm a Christian and a believer, Mm -hmm. you know, I could pass that down to my next generation. for For sure. Um, and it just keeps going and going and going. And so I know that's something that like um, me and my wife, you know, before we got married, we talked about certain things that, you know, we wanted to stop, you know, right at mm-hmm. our family, No, you yeah. know, and it might not have even been, you know, sin per se, but maybe it was bad habits that we know aren't from the Lord. 
Yeah. Um, and it's stuff that we say, you know what, we don't want this to continue to the next generation mm-hmm. and to our children and their children, you know, so on so and on. so forth. So those are some things that I think of that are, you know, outside of just demons um, or possession like that mm-hmm. um, in regards to, um, you know, if we're talking about deliverance or stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I know you got mentioned earlier about like the name of Jesus. Um mm-hmm with those uh strongholds you know just just proclaiming the blood and his name over those things just the power you know that carries um i don't know we've did your do we anoint your house the one day we moved you wondered you guys we did yes i don't remember if i was there for that or not (laughs) no you actually it wasn't I don't think it was the day that we moved in, but you anointed our house. It was like one of the other times you were here. Oh, sweet. I don't Not the day me. you toilet papered my house with this. <laughs> that was okay. a different type of anointing. <laughs> that was that was the uh, the most anointing I could have done. I mean, you didn't know, we, but we secretly put anointing oil on the toilet paper so that the basketball hoop, the playground, uh, and everything in the back was anointed. I rebuke that. Guys. I think that was anointment straight from the flesh. <laughs> Yeah, I beg. Holy Spirit <laughs> begs to differ, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, another thing. Just uh, I think the blood when it comes to uh, the blood in His name, I think it carries so much weight mm-hmm. in in these kind of things, you know. Because yep. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of a verse like off the top of my head where like I don't know, just just proclaiming His name. Yeah. It just it removes everything. Um, in that story about the pigs, I just figured out the 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 reason for that book's title. Like as you were saying it, yeah, I'm assuming because of the one story. Um, do you what's do you know what verse that is? The uh, where, um, cast, where Jesus cast the demons into the yeah the pigs. pigs. Um, I can't remember exactly what passage that is. I could look it up real quick though. Yeah, but I don't think just his name. You know. Yep. His name, just the simplicity, simplicity of his name, but like the power that it carries, um, and how just speaking it casts that thing out. Correct. Because I feel yes. like you know, when we're dealing with this, we may feel like we have to conjure up this formula or like something, something, some you know. There's got to be some strategy. There's got to be some um, formula that casts things out. But it's simply not, you know, just simply just saying, you know, in the name of Jesus, you're leaving. Yep. And through the blood, you are, you are cleansed. And all that just hits me like, you know, again, like the simple gospel, you know, it's the simple things. And that just strikes me, I guess. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. And the um, two passages, I know it's, so the first one's Matthew 8, uh, specifically verses 28 through 34. And then there's also Luke eight twenty six through thirty seven. Luke what? Um, what's that? Luke what? Uh, Luke eight twenty six through thirty seven. Gotcha. Save some notes on here. Have these notes on Luke up, and I think it skipped over Luke eight. <laughs> yeah it's just it's amazing what 
just the name of Jesus, I mean, can do in the in the spiritual realm. I mean, yeah. it sends reverberations throughout mm-hmm. the spiritual realm um, in such a positive way. And you have such authority by using the name of Jesus um, as you know one of His children. And I think people, you know, I I want to say that our generation is kind of hung up on. Jesus is love. Jesus is love. Jesus is love. It's like, I understand that, but man, Jesus went to war, Oh yeah. you know? And if Jesus is always love, 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 it's almost like diminishing the authority that that name of Jesus has. And, you know, I think for our generation, we need to really come to terms with that is that, you know, you don't always just use the name of Jesus in love yeah. when it comes to when you're dealing with demonic presences mm-hmm. or with your deem, uh, dealing with the spiritual realm. Yeah, we can't we can't just take that one little thing and roll with that. You know, we gotta we gotta know all of it. Yes, we gotta, we gotta know who. I mean, we know that we need to know that there's a war going on. You know, we, yep. it, this is it isn't sunshine and rainbows. There's a, there's a war for our for our spirits going on. Yep. And we need to, we need to be at attention at all times. Yes. I know this kind of like tying this to a bunch of the inner healing stuff I've been learning. Um, do you know about, do you know what a soul tie is? Yes. Okay. Um, for those who don't, soul ties are pretty much, uh, we all have like relationships with each other. Um, and since we're spiritual beings, we rub off, I guess, on each other. And it can create a soul tie between each other that can be, you know, sexual, relational, whatever it could be. Yeah. Um, and relationships can create ungodly ones from, like, whatever um, circumstance could have happened. And, um, yeah, pretty much it. But um, one of the uh, prayers that I kind of have written, well, I've been given, um to like break ungodly ones and it's a, it uses both kind of what we we're saying before the name of jesus and the blood and it goes um in the name of jesus i break all ungodly soul ties with whatever i release to whoever it could be the issue is through through the blood of jesus every part of their self body soul and spirit that i've wrongly received or taken yeah i don't know and again the blood the blood in the name of jesus yeah, for just sure. Just speaking that. Um, no, it's so good. And uh, even, I know I had this other thought about, this is kind of more back to the watchful stuff of getting in the cases of like warfare of what we're letting ourselves into. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Russell, uh, do you know who Corey Russell is? I don't think I do. Uh, he's He was an IHOP guy for like, 18, 20 years, and then he just recently um, moved to Upper Room. Mm. But uh, he had this one, he says one thing about, uh, oh, where is it? It's so good. Um, oh, if I can find it, though. Oh, here it is. Um, it's a guard, we have to guard our hearts and guard what, the com- guard our capacity to what we're feeding ourselves into, like for like a warning for believers, pretty much like, um, because as we spend more time in the Word, our capacity for light is increasing. Mm. But that could be the total opposite. If we stray away, or 
I mean, especially during this time right now where we have so much time, you know, yeah. um, we can fall quickly. And yeah. since we have this, we've built this capacity, if we're not filling it with light, it can quickly go to dark and we can yeah. open the door to these things we're talking about. And then, then we're, we're really in a, in a war to get after things, you know? Yep. Yep. And you know, it's funny cause you know, I've heard it multiple times in different messages. Like, you know, pastors will say, "Oh, if we just, you know, spend more on Netflix rather than the Bible." Um, but you know, I even think of it beyond that. Like, as far as like when we're talking quarantine, yeah. Um, when you think of it, I think Jesus has set apart this time in history not only no, for, for us sure. to draw near to Him, sure. but for us to also as Christians, you know, totally do an about face on how we look at others, you know, mm-hmm. and our, our care for others, you know, That's and our good. selflessness. If we just sit in our own homes and are concerned with our own safety and, you know, we're just going to follow the guidelines and I understand all that, yeah. but you know, when you think of that, it almost starts to create a spirit of selfishness within you because you're only concerned about yourself yeah. or your own family. And, you know, I, I, for anyone that listens to this, I'd love to challenge for however long I'd love to challenge you forever along our quarantine is after, you know, the, for the next couple of weeks, yeah. um, or if there's a further stay at home order, you know, look for different ways to connect to people and to pour into That's other good. people. Yeah. And the less you think about yourself, it's amazing how much you, less you think about the current state of your own situation is. I know yeah. for myself, you know, I was furloughed from work and me and my wife, uh, we, kind of game planted and did something for other people um, that were in our church family. And that whole time we were doing it, I didn't think about myself once. And it was so refreshing to come out of that, just realizing, wow, if I really just put the focus on others, I don't have that selfish nature that, you know, maybe the first couple weeks of quarantine Mm -hmm. that was, you know, kind of chaining me. And I was using it and hiding behind the veil of, oh, we're trying to be safe and this and that, Um, you know, and I, and I think that, you know, you should be freed of that and really look for ways to be creative Mm -hmm. and think about others during this time, not to go on off a little tangent, but it was just something that came to mind. I'm thinking even, even you're saying that as you're doing that, you're aligning with the father's heart, you're aligning with what he thinks. And as we do that. I think that deliver us delivers us from the spirit of um, selfishness yep. on whatever else could be. Because I mean, when we're aligning our heart with Him, he, His love is going to pour out on us, and it's yep. whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're struggling with, it, we're going to get delivered from that because we're agreeing with Him. Yes, and that's so good. <laughs> and the spirit of selfishness is a very deceptive spirit. Oh, right, straight from we know where it's from. Straight from you know who. Exactly. And it's straight from Beelzebub himself, but like it legit is such a deceptive because it's one of those, it's one of those sins that you don't even realize you're doing it Mm -hmm. when you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. I mean, even 
we both we both grew up in big time in sports. I mean, yep. I think that was one of the things I tried. I mean, I still try to not be prideful of that kind of stuff. You know, even even spiritually. Yeah. Um, oh, I've seen this pe- this people healed of hearing. I've seen whatever it is. I speak in tongues. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just comparison and like pride in that. Yep. And we just need to be delivered from it, Lord, right now. Exactly, Amen. Um, back to more spiritual stuff. Um, do you have any like stories? I don't know. Um, I don't remember if we've talked about like more spiritual warfare kind of things that we've seen. Yeah. Um. You care to share? Don't need to. No worries. <laughs> I mean, personally. You know, I haven't really, at least to my knowledge, come across like a blatant, you know, person that was possessed yeah. uh, or anything like that. But I know that, um, you know, I've seen oppression like yeah. crazy. And one of the times say, that really stands out to me is when I went on my missions okay, trip yeah, I was, to I was just about Peru. to bring that up. <laughs> yep. When I went on my missions trip to Peru and just some of the things you see and some of the... Um, you know, bondage. And, you know, one of the biggest things about where we were at in Peru is that sex trafficking was such, yeah, I mean, it yeah. was so prevalent and the ministry we were working with and the church and the orphanage that uh, was in that region um, was like a, um, a safe place for kids, you know? And it was just, you, you know, we could drive around outside of that church and you could just feel the oppression mm, because, yeah. you know, it is, world and there there was so much rampant poverty and you know that there was um you know a rampant sex trade you know going on all around you and you just feel that heaviness when you're there you know mm-hmm. um and that that's one thing that stood out to me is just the atmosphere was so much thicker and it wasn't a physical atmosphere like you felt it in your spirit you know mm-hmm. no yeah i think even when i was in the dominican like you kind of in certain areas it was kind of like that yep i mean i wasn't i was still a newborn at the time yeah like you could still totally feel something was like holding this place down yep and i don't know just i'm huge into like prayer movement and that kind of stuff and i really i really just believe you know as we just engage with the lord for those areas and he's gonna he's gonna break through but yeah i know just releasing releasing who he is and declaring um who he is over like the area i know uh my church is in like a i suppose i think there's like uh meth and that kind of stuff opiates it's pretty big in that area yeah and i know whenever we have a prayer meeting or something like that and that kind of comes to my mind just declaring, declaring who he is, declaring mm-hmm. the blood again, once again, and even like declaring the victory, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it yeah, has definitely. been won. Like, this is like a side note story, but I'm not sure if I've told you this, but we, we were, we've had some um, unfortunate kind of like other illnesses kind of hit our church. And one night we felt like we were supposed to like run around the sanctuary declaring victory. <laughs> and like it was wild <laughs> oh, like, i can only i well, can only imagine 
Oh, dude, it was sick. <laughs> but like the, the amount of joy that was built up from from the from the action of declaring it. Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude. It was it was so sweet. That's really cool. And I think even we need to do that for for our cities, for wherever it may be because I mean, mm-hmm. I have a just the heart, you know, see city city see cities transformed, you know. Yep. Um cuz one of the one of the issues I have, I don't want to get too, but just like, um, in the Bible talks of the church of the city. It doesn't say, you know, whatever, whatever church. Mm-hmm. It's the church of the it's church of Philadelphia. It's the church of yada yada yada. You know. Yep. And yeah, just getting after it that way and truly seeing or speaking to those strongholds of that city yeah and bringing those down to see see him come in and transform a city um there's this one video online that's called transformations um i think it's by this guy named george otis i think yeah i think it was george otis he's a dope dude he did like studies revival and like uh um yeah he just studies moves of god and studies revival and he did this video and he showed this one country in South America. I don't remember the name of it, but uh, he was kind of saying how this prayer movement started and this place had like massive like witchcraft and that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. And things, I forget what the exact moment, but like they began to pray and the churches began to unify yeah, praying yeah. for these things to be pulled down, praying for um, Jesus to be lifted over this witchcraft stuff like that, and like the city just changed. Like uh, poverty was decreased, uh, wow. crime like fell to almost zero, wow. and I think the president, or like the or the mayor, like became a believer, and like it was wild, dude. If you can look it up on YouTube, transformations by George Otis, George Otis Jr great stuff nice but um well and to your point about you know cities and and strongholds in certain cities you know as you were saying that i started thinking about like you know when you think of chicago you honestly think of homicide you think of murder right because the murder rate is so high Mm -hmm. when you think of las vegas you think of sexual sin yeah right Mm -hmm. when you think of new york you think of wall street and greed you know And so there's, there's strongholds, you know, San Francisco, there's homosexuality, you know, you think of strongholds over certain cities and I, and I've heard different pastors, you know, pray specifically over those strongholds. And, Mm. um, it was cool when you started going through that because I just started thinking about all those different cities and I'm like, Hmm. And they're like, they're like declaring that over themselves. So they're like feeding yep. into that they're building this building this thing up even more like oh we're yep. in city you know and it yep. just it's making that wall bigger and bigger and bigger yep yeah it's it's um pastor don dickerman uses a great analogy me an analogy <laughs> with um granting permission to demonic presences strongholds um and he calls them doorways right yeah and it's just like your house right when a fly comes into your house, it's not like you wanted that fly inside the house, Heck no. right? But something was open that allowed that fly to come in. Yeah, and so even Christians 
have windows and doorways mm-hmm. open that are allowing sin or there are that allowing those flies to come in those oppressions, those demonic strongholds, and they don't even know it. So even the, you know, while people are openly inviting like and calling it sin city and like you yeah, said, building yeah. up their own walls, there's even people that don't even know what they're allowing in. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, goes back to Jesus is so much just beyond love. You yeah. know, Jesus is, uh, and his ministry is the full armor of Christ, right? Yeah. There's so many different facets to Jesus beyond just him being a loving God. No, yeah. I mean, I came to my mind is mean the story about um, college for me. Well, college for me and then some other people I know, um, kind of stories I've heard of just people. Uh, I mean, the one I know, one of the ones I know of is stuff with like the Ouija boards and that kind of stuff. And like, oh, yeah, speaking to different spirits, like, hello. I know yeah. it's, ah, <laughs> uh, I could just, man, I did that say almost, I went on this one kid at Maple Heights uh, <laughs> last year. <laughs> I was oh, subbing. when you were subbing? Yeah, dude. He started talking about Ouija boards, bunch of other stuff. And I know I'm like, <laughs> oh, shoot. whenever like people like, I'll try to like keep it under control at school, oh. but once they bring up like demonic stuff, like I just oh, boy. can't resist myself. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like guys, this stuff's real. Like I've got yep. stories for you, man. Oh, <laughs> I've got man, stories yeah. that gonna blow your mind, or you're gonna think I'm some creepy sub that just. <laughs> Well, it's funny because you're like the chill sub, you know, everybody knows yeah. Mr. Cooper, yeah. then all of a sudden something demonic is mentioned and you're like, I'm like heck no, break out the snakes, man, bring out the oil. No more Mr. Nice Cooper. Yeah. Yes. I know, but like, yeah, like you said, open, that was a great analogy. Um, yeah, because I mean, I mean, simply a lot of things in our, what we take our mind to, I mean, that's again, this point in history again. What are we feeding ourselves into? Because if we're feeding ourselves into, I mean, the topic of porn, I mean, I guess I saw something that was like, it's that one of the highest rates that it, like the viewer, whatever. Yeah. And letting because that. Because of quarantine and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. letting that into ourselves. So that's affecting us. Um, what are we watching on Netflix? Are we watching something we shouldn't be letting that come into our hearts? Yep. And even, even with, um, I mean, I know it's kind of a random thing, but the guy from Barstool, he's like yeah. uh, day trading like nobody's yep. business because he's got, he's got nothing else to do and that yeah. greed. Yep. So, yep. yeah. We well, and that's, of- that's the thing too is like, I mean, you know, I've, I've had conversations with people about, you know, what music we consume mm-hmm. and the media you consume. And, you know, it's not an easy thing to say no or to not listen to certain things that may sound good, but yeah, you know, Satan, if I, if I remember correctly, Satan had a lot to do with worship when he was an angel before he became a fallen angel. Right. I can't remember. I, 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 I believe, I believe if you do worship on Satan or I'm worship, sorry. If you do research on Satan, um, he was very involved in music, um, in heaven before he, you know, fell. And what's fascinating about that is if you really look into and do research on how Satan uses music to penetrate your spirit and your soul, uh, it's scary stuff. Um, but yes, music media, you know, it's just another way that you can, and, and it's not something, 
you know, for anyone listening, it's not something that we should just constantly live in fear. No. But the scripture yeah. says to be, you know, as wise as serpents. And yeah. so we do have to be aware. No, right? totally. Yeah, I mean, totally got to be. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to be living in the place of fear. I mean, we see that today with other things. But I mean, being mindful, being mindful yes. of it, but not letting that drive our heart, letting him drive what what we're consuming and how we're acting. I think yep. that kind of. As we're doing that, as we're tapping into him, the other stuff will kind of fall by the wayside as yeah. it, as we align ourselves with who he is. Yep. So that's a, kind of my thought behind that. I think, yeah, yeah. Align, aligning, aligning that so we're not, we don't step into that wrong spot, into that wrong, wrong place of being fearful of every single little thing that we do. Because, I mean... I think we're supposed to have a good life, you know? I mean, (laughs) I think we're supposed to enjoy what we're doing, but again, being, being mindful, you know? Yep. Yep. I mean, um, I think it's first Peter five that talks about, you know, being alert and of sober mind, um, because, you know, Satan's always prowling, you know, like a roaring lion, um, looking for someone to devour. I believe it's first Peter five. Um, but, you know, it talks about resisting him and standing firm in the faith and mm-hmm. that other brothers and sisters all throughout the world are going over, going through the same kind of sufferings that you are. Um, so, yeah, we definitely have to be alert in that area. No, for sure. Um, I don't know, you got anything else? Anything else? Any, some bombs? Um, I mean, I know that I, we, I, when I read um, when pigs come in or when pigs come in, um, there was a lot of amazing stories about deliverance mm. and that stuff fascinates me. So I didn't know if you wanted to go into that next or. Yeah, dude, I'm all about, I mean, I think, I think stories are like, I mean, testimonies are incredible. Like yep. I had a friend, um, she reached out to me and we were talking about testimonies and just the simple power behind them. I mean, I was reading yeah. a book about healing, uh, um, breakthrough for healing by Randy Clark, mm. and he talks about uh, setting the tone for an atmosphere of healing. And one of the things mm. he talks about is just um, testimonies. Yep. And he did this really cool study for his doctorate program um, about uh, he like people like where they didn't have to lay hands that they were just healed by either like showing them a video, um, showing them a video of a testimony or just telling a, te- a testimony just straight up and oh, then wow. praying on people. And it, it was just super cool. And like people got healed no matter what, you know? So wow. I think testimonies, um, are just extremely powerful. I could go on another time about that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll share one and if you want to share one after cool, but I mean, I'll, Try to share some of the, not go too in depth with it, but yeah. um, a friend of ours in college accepted the Lord and then um, super, it was crazy quick how this all happened. Mm-hmm. I think, she, and um, accepted the Lord and like two or three weeks later we were worshiping and whenever we started worshiping, um, this thing would like pretty much attack her straight up, like her eyes would roll back, that kind of thing. 
Wow. And then um, I think I remember one time my friend was telling me that her like, eyes were like, bleeding from something like that, I think, um, in her dorm room. And then uh, came to my point. We had to like pray things like three or four nights in a row for a couple hours. We we're just trying to cast this thing out. Yeah. And um, but like again, like you're saying, I think we mentioned earlier how um the stronghold the stronghold was like on her and like she wouldn't let it go because it was on her for so long that she was that battle the battle within it was seriously a struggle yeah and um she just couldn't let go of it i mean thankfully praise the lord uh we were able to cast it out and stuff like that and then you know filled it filled it with holy spirit right afterwards because like uh whatever comes out, I got to fill it or it comes back seven times stronger. Yep. Um, and then she was just like speaking in tongues. And then a friend of ours discovered he could, uh, uh, interpret tongues that night. Wow. <laughs> um, and, That's uh, really cool. Yeah, dude, it was, it was a wild, wild time of like, I mean, that was the, one of the biggest encounters I've had. Yeah. You know, she's kicking, screaming, looking at us weird tongues to stop praying in tongues. Um, I mean, and from, yeah, I think yep. that I'm like, well, I, I, this, I need to be seriously watchful what I'm doing and yeah, what I'm consuming of and be able to, I think, uh, know, know how to handle that situation because yeah. it could be scary if we're, yep. if we're, um, not knowing what's going on. I mean, it, one night, the first night it was outside of a dorm room. So, like, this is happening outside of a dorm room, and, like, people are walking by, and um, I think some friends of mine, they were there, like, kind of, like, telling people what was going on, and they were able to minister and stuff like that, which was sick. Yeah. But it was, it was wild. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember I was, like, in college when I was going through that phase and that season of, like, really being interested in this, I remember I was, like, praying, like you know, Lord, I know that you're leading me to all this information now yeah, because yeah. like, I'm about to, you know, go up against something that, you know, I need to cast out a demon or I need to do a deliverance with someone. And like that opportunity <laughs> never came. And I know that it probably was for my own protection because, yeah. uh, you know, maybe the Lord has it five years from now or 10 years yeah, from yeah, now where maybe. I come to that situation. Because when you do, you know, do those things, you know, if, if you're actively sinning or have a situation in your life where you have those doorways open, mm. you know, that demon just goes from one place to the other as soon yep. as you cast it yep. out. Right. Yep. I mean, just like the story yep. where the demons um, were inhabiting those two guys and Jesus, it was in Luke eight and Matthew 28. Um, you know, they, the demons literally asked Jesus, throw us into the swine, you know, cause they yeah, needed to yeah, inhabit some living thing and there was no other living thing around there that they could inhabit. Right. Mm-hmm. Except for the swine. And I think of like that as an analogy, because like when you think of swine, you think of dirty, you Whoa, think of, yeah. you know, grimy and that's what sin is. Yeah, so if you true. have that yeah. own, if you have that swine in your own soul and in your own life and you're sinning Dude, come on. and you're casting out that demon and trying to deliver someone that's across the table from you, where do you think that demon's jumping into? Yeah. They're jumping right into that Dude, sin and that good. doorway that you're providing Dude, cool. for them. Right? Yeah. So I know like 
the, you know, that opportunity never came for me. And I'm yeah. probably thankful because I was probably like way too hyped up to do it. You know, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. If the Lord, if the Lord calls me to do it, I'll do it and be bold with it. And, you know, but I think that you do need to, and you saw it in that situation, you yeah. know, if you go in there and just keep, you know, yeah, there's authority in the name of Jesus. But if you've got stuff that you're dealing with too, you know, you're just causing a whole nother problem. Yeah. I mean, even, um, as we've been doing inner healing stuff, something that came up is, uh, when we're not seeing that, yeah, um, there could be like unforgiveness in that person's heart. There could yes. be something that they need undoubtedly some, someone they need to forgive or, yep. um, we were talking about, uh, um, specifically we're, we're talking about the spirit of infirmity that they, they like the pity. They like yeah. that situation and they don't want to let it go. Yeah. And I mean, and then that's, it's hard to convince them like to see that, to see yeah. like, like you're wanting this to leave, but like you need to like, let it go. Yeah. You need to forgive or like, need something to like get out of get out of what this is giving you because yeah it's only hurting yourself well bitterness and unforgiveness to your point are like two of the things that pastor don in his book really address because those are like you know some deepest rooted strongholds yeah yeah that if that person you know and and I believe if I remember correctly, there's stories where he's doing a deliverance with someone and he's directly addressing a demon mm. that, you know, they're talking back and forth. Right. Yeah. And the, the person, the physical person that is getting delivered is talking back to pastor Don, but it's with the voice of yeah, the demon, yeah, yeah. you know? So it's a complete yeah, different so audio weird. So weird. and it, it's, you know, it's chilling when you think about it, and then it happens but go crap. <laughs> yeah. And pastor Don, you know, he like, he would identify the different sins and the different strongholds. Yeah. And then he'd be like, I know there's someone else in there in the name of Jesus. I command you to reveal yourself. No. Yeah. That's good. You know? And then, and then it would like, it would go on and on and eventually the last one to always reveal itself on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Cause when you think of it, I mean, Jesus, Jesus forgave us by dying on the cross, right? That yeah. was, that was the final thing that needed to happen mm-hmm. for our salvation. And, you know, and that bridge from, you know, us to heaven is, you know, forgiveness. He forgave us of our sins and if we can't forgive others, you know, that's, that's the first thing. So if, if yeah, that's the key forgiveness or bitterness within, that's the key. Yeah. We're just going to open it up to all those other minor, you know, oppressions and demons and spirits. And so even though those might be cast out from us, if we never let go, we're just mm-hmm. going to keep that door and that window open for other yeah. things to oppress us in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. No, yeah, I think forgiveness definitely, definitely is super, super key. I mean, even, even with healing, healing is the same way. You know, if we're not going to receive that, yeah. um, again, uh, I think our, uh, who oh, I don't remember who it was, um, 
I was praying for someone, and uh, I think I prayed like once or twice, and nothing happened. And then I asked them because I just like recently at the time I recently heard about, you know, asking them like if there's any like forgiveness, unforgiveness to bring that up. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I said that, I think uh, they said yeah, and then like all right, well like release it, release that. And then I, yeah, and then I think, I remember, I was at a Bible study um, when I first lived in Kalamazoo, and this guy had neck pain. Um, his neck was stiff and that kind of stuff, and um, after he said that, I prayed again, and um, boom, like, uh, full full mobility, all that. Wow. So, yeah, releasing that definitely, definitely, like, moves, moves, his, moves the Lord's heart. Yep. Moves his heart into like yes, like yep. you you get it, you get yep. it, son, you get it, daughter. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. It's that final thing that Satan holds on to to torment you, to mm-hmm. lie to you, to deceive you with. But it's that first step to getting God's ear. You yeah. know, yeah. That's good, man. Well, this has been solid, dude. dude Definitely. That one thing, man. That that swine thing. I never thought about that, dude. Yep. The, oof, I was I was over here waving my hand, <laughs> waving the spirit well, at you. <laughs> I'm telling you, if if stuff like that interests you, I mean, um, I've read other people, but Pastor Don's book and like some of his teachings have always stood out to me on yeah. it. And what's funny is like uh, he had a Baptist background. Mm. And so oh. when you think of Baptist, yeah, I don't think you know, you that. don't really think of like spiritual warfare no. <laughs> or the spiritual realm. You think of a lot of like submissive nature. And so that's what's so cool is like that guy is so bold, um, so real. And uh, I definitely learned a lot from reading his book. No, that's sweet, dude. Um, Dude, awesome. Let's pray. And then for we'll sure. head out of here. I got to make pancakes for dinner. That's, okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, Father, thank you so much for this time. Um, and we just thank you just for revelation that um, whoever may get this may receive from uh, listening. Yes, Father. We thank you that you you are Lord, that you are God, that your name is powerful. Yes. And we just declare the blood over anyone that may be um, struggling, that may be having any pain. Um, we just ask you to just cleanse them with your blood, that they're made they're made whole and perfect yep um remind them of the victory father and we just cast off any any uh oppression any spirit that just doesn't need to be there anything that just isn't from you god we just cast it off in the name of jesus and we just command it to leave saying you are not welcome yes and we just ask that holy spirit you just fill us fill us more so right now thank you father god let us just have a deeper stirring for deeper things, for deeper revelation of who you are, Father. Yes. So I just pray just a, a blood, a bloodline around anyone that listens that no demonic um, spear or anything that will come upon us. Yes. And we thank you, Father. And we just uh, love you. We thank you sir, for everyone's story here, Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, let us never forget what what you've done in our lives. 
So we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, brother. Thanks again. All right, my dude. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Peace. Love you, bro. Bye.